Hey folks, it's Lauren for Little Miss Neurodivergence, recording this from Singapore. Welcome back to the podcast. I will have to say that this is an episode I had planned, but I hadn't planned. And I'm going to explain that. I did mention on the last episode that I kind of feel like I don't really know what I'm doing sometimes because I kind of feel like what I'm saying, it's like I'm sure there's like other people who are saying it and I don't really know what I'm adding to kind of like the conversation around like neurodivergence or like specifically in my case with the ADHD and autism and I kind of feel sometimes like I don't want what I'm saying to just kind of be like superfluous to the whole discourse and so I was like okay you know what maybe I'm gonna take a step back and then come on when I have something meaningful I guess to contribute and then went down this whole mental rabbit hole of like but maybe every voice counts, blah, blah, blah. Randomly, I'm looking at my phone and then I realize that I have a folder of uh, like topics and like pointers that I have written out from a while ago that I had completely forgotten about. And um, I think it's just been sitting there, some of them for months. And like one of them that I found is... is the header of it is actually the mystery that is neurotypical parenthesis workplace close parenthesis communication and i think i must have originally written this around september last year and then it just got like lost in like my hundreds of notes forgot all about it until now when i was just randomly looking through my the notes on my phone so I was like, okay, you know what? I am just going to sit down and record uh, what I have on my notes and put it out here. And uh, just with the intention again that hopefully this is something that someone else has not said. Or maybe, you know, it doesn't matter if someone else has said it. Maybe it's like just kind of like enlarging the sample size. I think if I think of it that way, I think it helps me feel a little less like extra <laughs> making these things but anyway okay so so let's go let's go with the um like read let me read out to you the notes that i have so this is from my most recent work experience just a bit of background uh when i when i went to school i did communications that was what i studied but i uh because basically i wanted to write i wanted to do something to do with uh like yeah, just writing. I didn't really know what I wanted to do exactly, maybe like journalism, but something creative also. Unfortunately, after I graduated, I never had the guts to pursue uh, like what I wanted to do. I ended up working in like a music store, uh, like under, under this like large company. And so this large company, and then they have like a bunch of branches in Singapore, worked at one of them for a couple years on and off. And then I went into cat rescue, as you, as some of you might know. I had like an Instagram account, and then like I was documenting the rescue cases I was doing. I was doing like fundraisers there. I stopped it because, and that was perfect for me. I, uh, you know, like it was like I was mostly working on my own, um, so I didn't have like that social aspect. And if I did, it was all online. So at the time, I didn't know it, but it was really helping because I didn't have to, you know, like really pay attention to like tone of voice or like facial expressions and then like all of it ah you know there were signs there that 
I was undiagnosed ADHD and autism. Like looking back, I know that. Um, but overall, it worked. And then I stepped away because there was this one other uh, like Instagram user who. Let me try to summarize this. Essentially, I feel like she targeted me, um, and then she tried to make me like. She came up with a story of how like all these other people were like, you know, picking on her, and like she came up with all these stories. And then one day, it just so happened that I happened to talk to one of the people that she said was targeting her, and she was like, "That is absolutely not true." And then on a hunch, I went to talk to the other people. She said we're targeting her, and she and it was absolutely not true. And then when I just me being me with like my whole like okay, this is an injustice. I have to talk about it. I have to do something. When I confronted her about it, she completely raged on me. And then like it like I just saw the side of her that I didn't know existed. And then she just became really nasty. And it just it just ruined like this safe space of like the cat community that I had. On social media, and I stepped back, and then a couple years later, all I wanted to do was just get a new phone, and I was like, okay, you know what? I'm gonna dip my toes and get like a job out there, and then that's how I found my last job, which is the one as if you've listened to a previous episode, it's the one I got fired for, which started this whole, you know, write up on my notes. <laughs> You know, just kind of looking back, like, okay, let me just pick this apart and see what went right and what went wrong. And、um, this is the last job I had, which I'm going to be talking about. So this last job, what I did was, it started off as I said, it was actually just kind of part time because I just wanted to get a new phone. I needed to change my phone, and what we were doing was,、uh, what we call it in Singapore is national education because we have different ethnic groups. Or races, depending on what you wanna,、uh, how you wanna look at it. In Singapore, we kind of just call it races, different races in Singapore, and there's a lot of emphasis on social cohesion. So my job at that point was just to run these little national education related,、uh, like tours to either students or、uh, companies or like our,、uh, what's that called, like. Those who are serving in our mandatory national service, they kind of have to go through these sometimes as well. Like it's team bonding. It's it's also teaching you about like the the country's history. So at first I was just working on, like doing like you know like making sure these programs ran well. And then I realized that they were looking for a full timer and that it was putting together like the logistical side of things. So when we have a tour,、uh, or. We call it a learning journey. Sometimes I would be the one to coordinate, like the buses, like how many guides we would need, the number of like classes that were going along, like you know the back end stuff. And then the pandemic hit, and I thought for sure I was going to be out of a job. But we started this thing called a virtual tour, a、uh, thing, which ended up being like a learning journey virtually, and it was. It it went really well, and that was the time that I started to transition more and more to the creative side of things, where I would research and develop these programs. So I was, you know, like looking up information about these places we we're gonna cover, like the topics we we're gonna cover. And looking back, I think that really suited me because it was just falling down rabbit hole after rabbit hole of all these 
things that I think to begin with, I'm quite interested in like the history of my country and like, you know, just kind of wanting to put a different, a slightly different lens on things because as with certain other countries, we have a majority and then we have some minorities. And then I think for me as a minority and with that whole kind of social justice thing, um, I was like, okay, you know, I want to skew this narrative. So it's it's more well-balanced, you know, I wanted to put more minorities into the conversation or, you know, elevate their narratives. I wanted more women um, in these narratives as well. And it was great. I loved my job. Like when my coworkers were complaining, you know, like, sure, I had hard days. We all had hard days. But when they were complaining, it was never for me about the job. I couldn't relate to other people that way. So I think that was one thing where I maybe... Um, stuck out as it was a little bit for my co-workers and it was just a small bunch of us at first we started with I was the first full-time hire for my company because it was really new and then we merged with another company where there were like maybe three or four other people in total for that company so all of us all together when we would sit down it was like maybe six to eight people maximum we were really tiny company at the time and as i was saying the pandemic hit and i thought we were going to get fired so this is my first point where which i'm getting to uh, because the pandemic hit i thought we were going to get fired and what happened is that uh, we were going to have like a we were going to have well not we but the government was going to offer like these schemes for industries that were seriously affected by the pandemic um, where they would subsidize employees salaries by I think up to 50% or like more I can't remember terrible with numbers but um, that was what they were going to do and so this was like maybe just less than six months into the start of my career with this place and this scheme had just come out and I remember my boss pulling me aside because I was, like I said, the only, you know, full-timer of that he had hired. And then the other company's boss that we had merged with was talking to the other employees. But my boss was talking to me about how they were planning to, uh, like, he, he and the other boss had come up with this plan to increase our salaries on paper so that we could get more subsidies and we would give the money to the company for a few months and then after a few months like after a period of time then they would pay us back that money and i think because like now i know like i processed slowly i was like oh okay um yeah okay got it sure like let's do that and then when i went back like i could just feel like for days after like it just sank in like i was like wait this sounds super illegal and I don't think we should do it. And so I talked to my mom about it. At that time, I was still married. I talked to my partner about it. I talked to my best friends about it. And like, everyone was like, yeah, dude, that's not right. And I was like, yeah, wait. So it, it really, it's not me, you know? Like, cause everyone got it right away. But like for me, again, the slow processing and I think a bit of people pleasing, I was just like, it just took me a while to get there. And so I think what happens is that with neurotypical people or allistic people they might know to be maybe a little more tactful when they want to turn their boss down but for me because i don't know that i just kind of like 
speak what's on my mind. And so I straight up said to my boss, when, you know, like a few days later when I had processed it, I was like, you know, I don't think we should do this because I think it's not right. I think it's like, I, I don't want to get, I don't want to go to jail. I basically said that, you know, just no filter, just said that. And then he was like, oh, that's fine. Yeah, it's okay. Um, All good, all good. I didn't think about it until the end of that year in 2020 when my other co-workers all got promoted to managerial positions and I didn't and my boss kept telling me oh it's because I don't know how well you work I you know um you don't have much experience when the truth is that I definitely had more work experience than the others I was by that point doing more than one role so it wasn't just logistics by that time it was also creative and development and me being me because my boss at that during that conversation said just trust me just trust me you know like I've got a plan for you and I think that's my literal brain where I was just like okay you know I I'll just trust this person and I'll just continue to work hard so yeah it's just not knowing how to kind of like have that people skill to kind of turn down an idea in a nice way, in a tactful way, in like a corporate way. I don't have that skill very much. Uh, and I feel like that kind of started off my career to kind of a not so great start and not realizing it too. So I was essentially just kind of killing myself for the years that followed, trying to work harder to prove myself. And I don't know if this was also the reason why I felt that later on, I feel like I was held to a different standard than my colleagues. And the point here is that it's kind of like, that's a you rule and not a me rule. So then later on, I felt like I observed that I would be held to standards that my coworkers weren't. And this was when I was starting to go into burnout, moments of burnout. And that was the time that I was starting to go through my divorce. And I remember like I had started to get a little, a little more reactive to my coworkers and people were pointing it out, but like it wasn't to the point, it was never ever to the point where I was like shouting at people or like slamming things down, like none of that ever, but I was called out for it by my coworkers. Whereas the other manager, like the, the man, the one of the other co-workers who had gone I, I think had gone along with the scheme and got promoted he would be like full-on yelling at other people he would yell at me he would just be super rude to everyone else he would disappear for days on end and then like not have a reason and then come back and like he'd just get warning letter after warning letter and then that was fine you know like he never got penalized for it his team grew throughout the years and I just kept getting told like, oh, you're not ready, you're not ready. And then I observed like, my boss would just kind of tell me things like, oh, you know, you have to, you have to stick to our employee rule book. Like we had this like, oh, an employee handbook. And it wasn't something that we had from the start and the company was super new. And like, you know, he was very by the book, my boss, when it came to enforcing this. But then it's a you rule, not a me rule, in a sense that I observe him 
you know, with other clients that we had through the years, like just kind of one, he would either full on like scam them, like in the contract, I would find out that there were these clauses we were supposed to fulfill, but he would find ways around it or just flat out like get out of it. So it's kind of like do as I say, but not as I do. And that confused me a lot. And I feel like workplace politics also are based a lot on understanding interpersonal relationships and hierarchy, which I feel like for me, I really struggle with that. To me, it's like, I like you and I respect you because you're a good person, you're a nice person, you're a decent person, not just because you're the boss, not just because you're a client and not just because you're a manager. You know what I mean? And I feel like if I, it, because I didn't have that and like I just talk to people without having a sort of like filter or know-how, it can be seen as some sort of apparently insubordination or being combative even though for me i'm just trying to clarify like like i need to know all the pieces so that i understand this task better you can't just tell me okay we need to do abc i'll kind of need to clarify like okay with a does it mean defg and then for b is it also lmnop and then like people will just be like like i guess now I know better after my diagnosis that it can be seen as you being difficult or challenging even though like that was not my intention. And also knowing at that point when I'm asking those questions, not knowing or not being able to read people's body language or facial expressions and knowing to drop the subject, like this is not something you should pursue. Uh, it's whether it's not I don't know what's the term for it. I'm trying to talk about a skill that I don't have. Um, where it's like, it's not appropriate for you to know. It's not necessary for you to know. Like, just drop it. I don't, I can't tell. So I'm just kind of keep pushing on and on and on. And so I'm like, quote unquote, that difficult employee, even though, again, not what I intended. And that kind of leads into the next point as well, where there's... A whole bunch of implied or subtextual or unspoken communication where as as you go through work of course with other parts of life but as you go through work there's bound to be confusion disagreement uh stuff you need to clarify where you actually need to talk it out so that you understand where the other person is coming from and to me it's just like okay we, and i know i've said this before growing up i've had that same issue uh, with people as well whereby if there's a problem let's talk about it because you tell me what's what i can change so that i know what the issue is instead of just kind of pretending nothing's wrong and i can do the same for you and then in my mind very idealistically cool problem solved like feelings are gonna get hurt but at least now we know and we can move on but i noticed that holistics or neurotypicals they tend to want to sweep issues under the rug so even though I ask for clarification time and again to clear up that misunderstanding, the preference is, is like, it's just for acting like nothing happened. Just nothing happened. And then to that person's face, they'll act like nothing happened, but then they'll go to like the rest of the team and then like talk smack about that person. And like, it just boggles my mind because it's like, for me, I'm just like, that's not logical. Like, what is that solving? And it just created a lot of frustration in me 
for some reason, I just really internalize that. Um, and on top of that, with the person that they were talking smack about, like in front of them, I noticed that it's kind of like expected that you act like you're really close friends with that person. So it's like, it's like being really two-faced and that seems to be normal. I mean, okay, I don't know if my workplace just happens to be a little more toxic. I mean, I'm sure there's like various levels of toxicity at different workplaces, but with mine, I just felt like, like I hardly ever get to like clarify something and just get the person to give it to me as it is. Give it to me as it is. Like, don't mince words. Just tell me, you know? And um, it got to the point where I had this uh, friend. And I know I've talked about them on a previous episode. I call them Mandy on this podcast. Where Mandy was actually a someone I'd known from my that first job at that music place. I knew them as, like, just kind of in passing. But we followed each other on social media for about 10 years. We got closer when I was going through my divorce because she reached out and then we we finally met up as friends from there. And then I think about half a year to a year later when this job that I was at needed to hire someone was looking for people and I immediately ran out because I know she had just mentioned, you know, she was looking for work. I remember running out and calling her and just be like, hey, do you want this job? You know, like, and then like she got the job and I remember like, on the way to work, I was like, hey, so I just want to tell you about, like, some people just to give you, like, you know, I, it wasn't, honestly, not from a mean place, but just, like, just so you know, like, this is what I expect from different people, like, this is what their working styles are like, and I wanted to share that with her, but Mandy was, like, she cut me off right away, and she was just, like, I'm not here to make friends, at least as of yet, and I was, like, kind of shocked and surprised, because I was, like, oh, okay, sure, and that's the thing, people was, will say one thing, but then, Mandy ended up being really like a social butterfly, like just kind of on good terms with basically almost everyone. Even though like she had negative experiences with people and I watch her like talk about those people to other people, but then act like totally fine in front of them and I would just be super confused about it. And it got to the point where I didn't understand this behavior and I started to just kind of withdraw a little bit because I was trying to process what I was observing and and thinking and then essentially what happened was I think Mandy was going through a rough time I was going through a rough time and my go-to is to withdraw which again people don't like that that when you need that time to process and I process for quite a while so I'm gonna need a bit more time and then we kind of had a bit of like a falling out and then after that Things were never quite the same, but it got to the point where I realized that Mandy and the other co-workers, some of them would organize like hangouts after work, meetups after work, and I started to like get left out of those invitations. So I would get on like my Instagram and then I'd see like the bunch of them hanging out and I'd be like, hey, like how come like no one asked me? And she'd be like, oh, you know, we just happened to, and then like some, you know, and like it, At first, I didn't know it was an excuse. I took it very literally. But then I realized after a time, it's just like, wait a minute. This is happening too often for it to be a coincidence. Um, And that was just my latest experience as an adult. My most recent experience as an adult getting like left out of things. And I remember it had gotten to the point where 
I had at that point I was drinking whenever I needed to be in a social situation because it was just it was just so overwhelming it was so confusing and alcohol was a way for me to cope and what happened was one time when we were out with Mandy and a bunch of other work friends um they were making snarky remarks about Mandy was making snarky remarks as a joke I guess uh, about like me being socially awkward and not you know always being confused when people were like doing stuff like just being confused about social situations and she actually said that she's like yeah you just always being confused and later on that night when we got home I texted her and I said it hurts my feelings when you say stuff like that because I'm trying my best something to that effect and she was like sorry I didn't mean it in a malicious way and then she left the group chat and then from then on our relationship was never the same and i remember like crying calling my mom up crying the next day because i was just like why is this happening why is this happening and this was just before i started to cotton on to the fact that hmm maybe it's autism so that was the timeline um and also that leads me just nicely to the next point which is coworkers honestly should really strictly stay coworkers i get that now um because in the start of when i was working here my boss would say things like oh we are family we're family you know or like coworkers would be like yeah you know like you can talk to me i'm here for you like you know like we're friends and i would take that literally and not realize that people say things and not mean it exactly the way like it's usually used like family is someone you care for you'd look out for you'd do anything for them you would put their interests first their well-being first so i approached work that way like this is my family these are my friends and then realizing that ultimately when it comes down to it it's just words that people say they don't mean it literally and people will usually choose their paychecks over morals and ethics um we got to the point where i know that people were being underpaid i was being underpaid um but the people were in the position to the managers were in the position to lobby for people getting better paid better were happy to just kind of keep their mouth sh- their mouth shut and that's just the way it is i just felt like that's just the way it is you know people just kind of keep their heads down doesn't matter if it's not fair it's if it's an injustice you know because it's just like that's just the way it is and i don't understand that to me it's just like we're actively in the situation we actively can do and change something why can't we do that And that kind of takes me back to the whole people skills thing which was my first point ish when I was talking about that you know me turning down down that scheme to like I guess commit fraud where like there was probably a nice way to say it you know like not even referencing the the legality of it I probably could have said you know I don't think that's the right move for me I just don't feel I'm on board with this and left it at that but like I didn't know that I didn't know that you kind of have to like showboat a bit and like kiss kiss butt a little bit that goes a long long way as opposed to you know what i thought i was doing which was showing initiative being thorough with my work like being passionate and like you know <laughs> just that is kind of actually a small percentage of how it how it goes in the workplace like you know um it's a lot of its people skills and man it's it's just a lot of um unspoken unspoken rules and if it's spoken 
then you can't take them literally as well. So it's super confusing. And um, finally, my final point is that, which come which which comes back back to like when people say things like words that are spoken don't actually mean anything unless they are written down. So in this workplace, I feel like there were a whole bunch of promises that were made verbally, and I again I don't know if I took it literally or I was just like too trusting, too gullible, too naive. Um, such that six months later or a year later, when I would like reference like that agreement that was made verbally, my employer would constantly be like, no, like I didn't say that or like, no, I didn't promise that or just, or just be like, just not honor it because it wasn't written down. It wasn't like, you know, in my contract. And I realized that the way to protect myself in future is to make sure that it's written down somewhere in black and white um, and to cut probably if you know like it's a similar corporate style space that I'm working in again to probably come up with a tactful way to ask for it to be written down in black and white and that's one and secondly also when it comes to promotion you know there is no like your boss will tell you okay you know like if you do this 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 and it's a verbal promise, but because it's not written down, it's not black and white, then it can kind of be retracted at any time, can be withdrawn at any time at the employer's discretion, and it can leave the employee out in the cold with like no recourse. So I feel like these are just some things to be aware of, especially, I mean, for anyone, but especially I think for those of us who kind of hear certain words, family, friend, trust me, um, and then f following that, you know, just going along with it and then not realizing until it's too late. Even though for those of you, if you've listened to my previous episode, the one where about getting fired, where, you know, I'm really in a place where I'm unwell, I'm, I'm getting to a point of like, quote unquote, low functioning. Hi, that's my cat. <laughs> just raging at the injustice <laughs> that's loki um anyway uh i'm just gonna talk through it um but you know just oh i lost my train of thought though but it's just something to be aware of and i think oh my gosh i really lost my train of thought wow okay well you can probably tell this is me before my ADHD medication because I, I take it in the, you know, at a later time. It's like almost, it's around noon right now and I take it after lunch so that it doesn't affect my appetite and it doesn't trigger my eating disorder. Um, that's the way I structure my ADHD medicine because I'm on Ritalin and it does kill my appetite quite a bit. And I know that if I let like if I don't force myself to eat or if I'm not smart about the schedule with which I um, take my meds, I can feel my brain like that eating disorder voice start up again. And so I'm trying not to do that um, because I know eating disorder for me for many years was like a way of masking and trying to be socially accepted. So that's just something I try to get around, which is basically my long way of saying why I'm kind of losing my train of thought. But anyway, I hope that this was something that gave you a few pointers and hopefully you don't go through or haven't had to go through um, the sort of stuff I've had through 
had to go through um hopefully your employers are a lot nicer a lot more understanding and all the best out there in a world where people don't say what they think and then they think something and they don't say it it's so confusing um but yeah i mean again i'm glad i know now how to work with what i know but it's interesting it's a process uh so yeah this is the stuff that i found on my phone and i am going to sign off i hope everyone is doing well so far into the new year and um thank you for listening this has been lauren for little miss neurodivergence